So today we're going to talk about, oh, Scripture is going to challenge us, about prayer. We're going to be dealing with uh, verse 18. We've been talking about the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, shoes of readiness, make sure I get the order right, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the Spirit. And then Paul carries on writing in verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Prayer. Prayer is a tough task. Prayer is a difficult discipline. Now, Whenever we talk about prayer, when we ever think about prayer, whenever we mention prayer, we're kind of somehow within us declaring our dependence on God. The reason why prayer is such a difficult task in our society, in our culture, is that we have become independent. We are more independent. My kids are very independent. And it's this, this, this attitude that we have because it's part of our culture. But Paul is reminding us that actually it shouldn't be the case for the Christian. Because if we're going to have this armor on, prayer is the energy that keeps this armor on. Prayer is the communication with the Heavenly Father about these things. I'll say prayer is the breath of the Christian life. Paul, what he's doing is, is talking all the, the arm and then he is culminating with prayer here. And he says, actually... Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Now, I don't know if you have noticed, but the verse has got four times the phrase all. And when something is repeated more than twice, it's a bit important. Actually, it's not important, it's quite significant. And this morning, I'd really like for us to stop a little bit and think on all these old phrases. And then we're going to deal with the last phrase, which is the first one of the verse, the phrase, in the Spirit. And also pray in the Spirit on all occasions. All times, all occasions... It's when you and I declare and are conscious of God's presence and God's filter in our life. It's a bit like when David, if you read the Psalms of David, I think if you go to Psalm 16, David says, I keep my eyes on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So when we talk about prayer at all times, we're not talking about this 
particular time of the day, which is, we, we, we also say it's important, but it's this prayerful mode, prayerful attitudes that you and I ought to have because we cannot do without it. The most staggering thing is that this is one of the areas where all, we all as Christians struggle with. And yet we see that the only person who kind of exampled it very well was Jesus Christ. And the question that I've got this morning is that if Jesus Christ, which was the Son of God who lived on this earth, came, lived amongst us, if he was the one that needed to spend time with his Heavenly Father... How much, more, how much more do we need to show our dependence on God? If you have a look at Mark chapter 1 verse 35, you see Jesus being busy healing people. He just, I think, healed the um, mother-in-law of Peter. And early in the morning, says the scripture 135, early in the morning, while still it was dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus, of all people, needed to show his dependence on God. So, if we're talking about all times, we're talking about frequency. So, the question that I've got for myself this morning, the question that I've got for you is, what's your frequency? How often do you pray? And I want to expand that a little bit more as well and say, what is our frequency? And how often do we pray? Now, I've said it in the church meeting, I said it also on Tuesday as well, that one of the things that we do very little as a church together is prayer. Now, I mentioned it on the church meeting on Tuesday that uh, there is a saying that you judge the maturity of a church by the size of its prayer meeting. And I just wanted to throw that here. I was saying, what do we, where do we depend on? It's a big church. We've got a lot of activities going We've got a lot of ministries. We care for a lot of people. And if Jesus needed to spend time with his Heavenly Father to intercede for his ministry and his people, how much more time do we need to spend with it? Now, I'm not throwing this as a criticism here. I'm just throwing it as an observation. That one of the things that we do little, and I don't think we do it well as a church, is pray together. Show our dependence on God. And perhaps you say, well, I've got my own groups. Or perhaps you say, I've got my own personal life. Yes, I'm not, I'm not nullifying that. But it would be good for us to get the momentum also in our prayer life as a church community. The other thing that Paul reminds us here is that actually... On all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Style. Now, in a 
reserved, middle-class environment, it's very easy to have a specific style of prayer. Did you see the video that um, Anna showed when they were singing? Was it Be Bold, Be Strong? And the, the, the whole chaotic thing. I remember, was it four or five years ago? This is another observation. I think Young Bomb led a, a prayer time at Cairns, and he made us all stand and draw, do a circle around the, the whole church. And I thought, how un-English. But it worked. All styles, all kind of prayers. So, not only physically involved, but what is, what is our style? What is, is it public? Is it private? Is it verbal? Is it silent? Is it standing? Is it kneeling? Is it confession? Is it praise? Is it thanksgiving? Is it an expression of every emotional attitude? Is it an expression of my thinking at the moment? Is it an expression of the situation? This is part of our protection. Because if we show our dependence on God in this, actually, the, the schemes of the enemy will be defeated. What is your style? Have you considered trying another one? I've just started doing something which I have not done in the past in any kind of my ministry. Um, on a Friday, I've started, I've drawn a map of all the area around Cairns. And I've started doing a prayer walk. Just walk down the streets and bless the houses and ask God's kingdom to usher in on those things. Maybe some of you would like to join me. The other thing that we have done as well is that every day we've decided that at 12 o'clock we're going to stop for 10 minutes and pray for the ministries of this church. So the office stops for 10 minutes. So if you want to come and join us, or if you're at your workplace and you see, oh, well, it's 12 o'clock, I'll join them. And we specifically pray for that particular ministry that is happening on that day or is about to happen. But it's just doing things that are creative and they are on our favor. The third thing that Paul is saying here, with this in mind, be alert always. The NIV has translated it always, but it's all the time. With all the perseverance and petition, watching out, being alert that you don't miss anything. Peter, in First Peter, says, watch and pray. I think sometimes we, as Christians, abuse with prayer. And sometimes we're very selfish when it comes to prayer. Because we use it whenever we need something. I used to say that sometimes we put God in the box and whenever we need him, we bring him out of the box and we say, this is our petition, 
whenever I hear back, I'll put you back in the box. This attitude needs to change in me. It needs to change in us. Because actually, we can dream big about ministries of the church, we can dream big about our lives, we can plan ahead, but unless we show our submission to God, unless we show dependence on Him, then we are on the wrong track. No matter how successful it may look. Jesus' ministry was quite crucial to have prayer as part of it. We are passing, we've been given, we've been passed on the same button of ministry of going and making disciples and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's the same kind of ministry that Jesus has passed it on and has lasted for the last 2,000 years. I need to be submissive to God. I need to show my dependence on God. And not only when I need to, but also when I don't need to. So what is your approach? Is it selfish? What is the motivation of your approach of coming to God in prayer? If you read in Colossians chapter 4 verse 12, there is a a guy, you don't hear about him anywhere else, Apophras is his name. And he's talking, Paul is saying to Colossians, saying that, Apaphras is always laboring for you in his prayers. He has got a deep concern for you. So what is our approach here as God's community? Yesterday I was watching a video of a person uh, who's been fighting cancer. And um, she, has, she had organized this video about with, with the index cards. And one thing that staggered me was that When you say to somebody that you're going to pray for him or for her, mean it and pray. And don't just say that I'm going to pray for you. What is our approach? Are we laboring in prayer for our lives? Are we laboring in prayer for the spirituality of our homes? Are we laboring in prayer for the spirituality of our children? Are we laboring in prayer for the spirituality of this country, of this city? Are we laboring in prayer when we're commanded to pray for those who are above us in authority. And the fourth thing, it's the focus of the prayer. You pray for all the saints. Indirect object is the saints. The direct object is God's, that he may display his glory. We pray for the saints because this is how the body of Christ functions. We pray for one another, we pray for all the saints because we need it. I don't think there is anybody here amongst us who says, I don't need prayer. I think it would be foolish. We all need it. But perhaps we are too private to share. We're too proud to share. Perhaps we're too embarrassed 
Because when we share our prayer points, we're kind of being vulnerable. And is it the right environment? Is it the right place? Do I say the right words? People of God. If there wasn't any other place for us to share our prayer points and bless one another, there is no other place other than the community of believers. And then when we pray for one another, let's not just be specific. Sorry, let's not just be general. Let's be specific. So if you were asked, what is one thing that you really wanted me to pray for you this week? Usually you hear, oh, that God will bless my week. If you have a look at Paul's prayers for each individual church, there is not a single prayer that reflects that they get out of the situation. But there is all the prayers are that people that are part of those situations, that they manage in their godliness, in their faithfulness, in their uh, holiness, in their perseverance, in their preaching of the Gospels. You read all the prayers that Paul has, has written about praying the churches. So when we ask one another, let's be intentional. What can I be praying for you this week? And actually, let's be honest. Because you'll be surprised. God answers prayers. You shouldn't be surprised. Because the scripture says he's the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. The focus, all the saints... What is your focus? What is our focus? It's very good as a community of believers that we pray for one another, but sometimes we step into the trap of being inward looking. When was the last time you prayed for a church, another church in Henley's? When was the last time that you prayed for another church in Bristol? When was the last time you prayed for the state of the church in the UK? When was the last time that we as community of believers, we said that we're going to set half a day of prayer meeting, that we're just going to pray for all the saints in the UK and seek the face of God for this? It's very hard. Because prayer means commitment. Commitment means sacrifice. And sacrifice means giving up something and giving it the space for prayer and dependence on God. And you might say, well, I've tried. Simply don't have the time. Simply don't have the stamina. Simply cannot do it. So it's all given up, packed up on the side. And I tell you why. Because every time you and I have tried to do it on our own strength, it's definitely going to be a failure. Hence, Paul says, you pray all the times in the Spirit. It's that energy again. It's that dependence. It's that Actually, not single-mindedness anymore. Because you are dependent on God. In the Spirit. Because you are praying in harmony of the Spirit. 
If you read Romans 6, verses 26 to 28, it says that the Spirit intercedes for us in our groanings and enables us to cry out, Abba, Father. We have got the best package that is out there to enable us in our prayer life. We've got the best instruments that could refresh our lives, that could recalibrate our prayer lives, that could energize us, and that's the Holy Spirit. Groanings, says Romans. We need help because we don't know what to pray for. But the Spirit intercedes for us. It is the Spirit that kind of puts the audio on our groanings. Groanings. It is the Spirit that prays in the same accord. He is in tune with the Father. Spirit, on behalf of you, is crying, Abba, Father. Spirit, on behalf of you, is interceding for you. When you say, I can't do it. It's so hard. The Spirit is interpreting in your heart, in my heart, what it means to be a child of God. The Spirit is pleading on your behalf for those things that belong to you because of your Father. Abba. So, here's the challenge. All times, pray without ceasing, says Luke. First Thessalonians 5.17 as well. All kinds of prayer, different styles, with a very focused approach, Perseverance and petition, watching out that we don't miss anything. For all the saints, and all of this to be done in the Holy Spirit. We didn't have any prayers of intercession today. And that was intentional. Because I'm convinced this morning that... We're sitting and standing on holy ground here. And perhaps there are prayers from our hearts, from individuals here that have never been prayed before. So I'm trusting the Holy Spirit here. And I'm trusting that God is going to minister to us during this time. So what I would like for us to do is that we spend a few minutes just thinking about our prayer life. And perhaps after that, having an open time of prayer. I'm not going to limit it to usually what I do two or three people. But I believe that we can pray some big prayers today. And as God's community, we can trust Him. And say, God, we depend on you. 
We rely on you. We want to pray this in the Spirit. So there is a time of open space now for people, for you to pray, whether out loud, whether with somebody else next to you, or whether with someone that you really like to pray with. Father God, we pray for this time. Though you will teach us what to pray for. Intervene with the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. And let our hearts tune with yours and ask you for big things today. Rescue us, Lord. Save us from our reservedness. Rescue me from my pride. And Lord, make that the cry of our hearts will be in tune with your will and the intercession of the Holy Spirit. So we give this time to you, Lord. If it's silence, teach us from silence. If it's a loud prayer, Lord, help us to get behind it with our hearts and say Amen. Teach us, Lord, to pray. In Jesus' mighty name we ask these things. Amen.